Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Now, back to Willard and Dibs on 95.7 The Game. I mean, no doubt. That was crazy. That was crazy. That was a jailbreak blitz. And uh, Kyle Shanahan spoke about it after the game. I think he was talking to Peter King, and he was like, man, I saw what was coming before the snap, and I prayed. I prayed that Brock adjusted at the line and told Kittle to cut off your route earlier so that you're available earlier because I'm going to need to throw this thing in about a second and a half. And he goes, and he nailed it. And he took the hit, and he delivered an accurate ball, and Kittle into Dolphins territory. And I was like, okay, young man. Right. Okay. Gutsy throw. Yeah. And that was the drive that ultimately swung the game in the Niners' favor and ultimately put Miami to sleep. That and Tua's sudden inaccuracy, which... I mean, who could have seen that coming? First play from scrimmage, he hits Surefield. (laughs) And that, by the way, was McDaniel seeing something in the Niners' defense and saying, all right, this is what we're coming out. First play, Surefield didn't even really run a route. No. He just drifted off the line. Boop. And then ran. Gone. Ran like crazy. It wasn't like he ran the old Jerry Rice slant. At first, I thought it was a slant. It was just a drift. I don't know if uh, anyone's eyes went backward to the five-yard line when Trent scored. That was Raheem Mostert celebrating then we didn't see much from him the rest of the him day. Not much at all. Yeah, yeah. Mostert, Wilson, did they get hurt or what happened yesterday? Uh, Mostert was listed in the second half as questionable with hurt feelings. Mm, yeah. yeah, it was an unofficial report. From By the, the way, sideline. it's not even just a directed shot at those two guys because of their chirpy, chirpy week. But uh, the Miami Dolphins attempted eight rushes. In the game. Which was seven more than they should have. Because I, I was watching Mark early, hey. and I said to myself, because I, I, I couldn't say it out loud because I was trying to get the baby down, why are you running it? Well, you can't run against this team. Right, but you have to. Like the, I can't tell you how many football people look at a box score like this, and they're like, you can't win that way. 
if if you don't have any balance, you lose when you go against balanced teams. It's the one thing, you know, we always talk, oh, the 49ers, Shanahan wants to run it down your throat. Go look at the metrics of what they've done this year. They have absolutely thrown it more than they've run it, but they remain balanced. 34 rushing attempts yesterday, 41 pass attempts. Their third string comes in, goes 25 of 37. They were not scared. They were not scared to sling it around a little bit, but they're going to stay balanced. They're committed to that, and that's that's how you win. Yeah, Kyle, what's up? Uh, looked this up last night. Eight is the fewest rushing attempts in a game for the Dolphins ever. 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 Yeah. New record. We witnessed history. Yes, I, I love Mike McDaniel, and I still have fond thoughts of Mostert and Wilson. But, um, you know, yesterday was in your face. That was in your face from the 49ers. I don't fault uh, McDaniel for going away from the run because you couldn't run it. And I know that, oh, you got to be able to establish the run. But when you're in a situation where you cannot run it at all, what's the point? And I think if Tua Tungavailoa didn't have his worst game of the year by far, then his plan would have looked a little bit better because they had open receivers, Mark. It's not like the Niners were blanketing every single receiver all the time. He missed, especially early in that game, he missed a ton of open receivers. Yeah, he was. He, his balls were floating, there's no doubt. And, <laughs> and, you know, I love it when you talk dirty. Thank you. He, it's like he was in the pool. Hill and Waddle are always going to somewhat be open. They're that fast. Um, but you, you prevent... Uh, you prevent them from getting catches by putting a pass rush in a guy's face, messing his angles up, getting his feet uncomfortable, all of that. I'm going to challenge you on this idea that they couldn't run it. They didn't try. Eight carries, they averaged 4.1 per carry. Is that like, how do you even know if it's not working? If you only try eight times and, oh, by the way, average four yards a carry. Like, they didn't do it. Maybe they. Maybe it was defeatist, but I just thought, look, this was all about... Mike McDaniel's going to come back, and he's actually got the scheme. And, right, we've got the talent, and we've got a quarterback who can sling it. Yeah. He ended up getting outplayed by somebody's third-string QB. Like, yesterday was a real cup of comeuppance for the Miami Dolphins. Don't don't get it twisted. They're still 8-4. and four. They're still very good. I'm not calling off the rest of the year. But yesterday, for both of these teams, we said it. Hey, defense of the 49ers, prove it. And hey, offense of the Dolphins, Prove it. And and the Niners won in every yeah. single aspect of that game. Well, and a lot of the score is skewed based on the late uh, defensive onslaught. Right, but, but they won. They, they won. They did. And, I, and that was softer spot themselves. I'm not saying that the defense didn't have a big part of why Tua played poorly, but you look at the game early on before Nick Bosa turned into Mr. Saccaruni again with his three sacks. And by the way, that might be my favorite celebration in the NFL. He doesn't need to jump around and point <laughs> and do all these wild things. He sacks the quarterback. He gets up and it's just a shrug. Hello. It's just a shrug. Yeah. Like, well, I guess I've done it again. I actually think he is doing it again right now. Um, hey, Nick, would you want Baker Mayfield as a teammate? Hmm. I don't know. Um, or maybe he does. I don't think he does. I, I'd be hard-pressed to find anyone in that locker room who would quietly, privately advocate for Baker Mayfield, especially when you saw what Brock Purdy did. Brock Purdy played with moxie, played with toughness. And what do we know about Baker Mayfield? He's a front runner. 
Um, I am out on Baker Mayfield. So as I. are you. But let's add it into the conversation for sure. 888-957-9570 because it is the social media toy of the day. There's no question about it. But allow me to read you this. Kyle sent this along to me. Uh, this are, these are words from Kyle Shanahan with regard to Baker Mayfield somewhat back in the day. He was asked, hey... Uh, is uh, is Baker Mayfield a baby Brett Favre or a disaster waiting to happen? That was the question. Quote, well, I mean, Brett Favre was both of those two. You can tell me how Baker carries himself, how he plays. I mean, I love that type of person. You can tell football means everything to him. He's going to give everything he has. He's not totally worried about how he looks or comes off. He's just caught up in the moment, and he is who he is. That stuff doesn't bother me. I think he's a very good player. I loved him coming out of college. He's had a year and four games in the NFL at the time. And I think he's been as good as advertised. Nobody's perfect. He's made mistakes, just like everybody does. And everyone will continue to do. But he deserves what he's gotten. And I know he can get a lot better. As this keeps going, he has the weapons to do it. He's got the talent to do it. That's Kyle Shanahan on Baker Mayfield in year two of his career. And where is he now? Year four? Uh, is this four? That's about right. Yeah, I think this is four. Yeah, and I wonder... And it's taken a turn for the worse, there's no question. Right, and is it because of Baker Mayfield? Is it because of the systems in which he's played? Is it both? It's probably both. And this is, again, where I look at Brock Purdy, and I, I say that, you know, the situation he's in is the best possible situation you can be in. You've got a good offense. You've got a great offensive coach. And Jimmy Garoppolo probably was a good quarterback from whom to learn, and that's partly why Brock Purdy enters the game with such confidence yesterday. Yeah, I, I mean, that's part of it. This whole thing is a wheel that turns. That's what I always look for, and it's one of the reasons I've always supported Kyle Shanahan. This is a coaching staff and an organization right now that is a wheel that turns. It's not perfect every week, but this is a quality organization, and they've had a rule in their clubhouse for a while. No knuckleheads. We're not bringing knuckleheads in here. Baker's a knucklehead. Yeah. Why, why would you want to disrupt this? And for what? He's never been in Kyle's system. He's going to have to learn that. So now you're asking him to not only be here but be heady, and he's not that. You're going to ask him to not disrupt things. Maybe the, maybe his ego has been served by now, so maybe he wouldn't you got disrupt it. He did. You got taken down. I Listen, I, I don't know. I just... I don't know what the win is. I know you want insurance, right? but unfortunately, they're going to have that in form of names that don't pop as much, but you're going to get just as much production. Do I think that Baker Mayfield or Josh Johnson would essentially give you the same opportunity to win a football game in a couple of weeks? I do. So why not bring in the guy who knows the system yep. and isn't going to be a knucklehead and be a media darling over there in the corner? Somebody who's been around the NFL and who's right. been in this situation, what, eight or nine He's times? Been in every system, as Exactly. It and, you know, Josh Johnson's <laughs> a guy who's come in and been this guy so many different times where, hey, you know, we need you to come in and be QB4 or QB5. And, you know, lo and behold, sometimes he gets a shot. Hopefully Josh Johnson doesn't get a shot to start a game. Hopefully Brock Purdy's able to stay healthy and, and lead this team into the playoffs. But you never know. You need that insurance policy and now they have it. Uh, 888-957-9570 is the number. Let's hear more from you on Brock Purdy changing expectations. 
Also, Baker Mayfield in or out. I will pass this along to you, Dibs. What do you think? I, this actually, I don't know, This is, it raises eyebrows at least a little bit. Super Bowl odds for the 49ers were plus 650. And I think they were somewhere in the neighborhood of 6th or 7th favorite right. to win the Super Bowl. With this news, they go from plus 650 to plus 1,200. They almost double with Brock Purdy going in. couple quick thoughts. A, I think that's a little bit of an over push um, until we see more. However, I also understand it. But I'd also challenge every single person out there in dips. You're one of them. So if Jimmy Garoppolo was so unimportant to the success of the 49ers. Mediocre. How come everybody suddenly thinks the 49ers can't win? I thought the 49ers won in spite of Jimmy. That's what everyone's been telling me for the last three years. So if you won in spite of Jimmy, well, hell, yesterday shouldn't have even been a ripple. Well, it's They've been winning in spite of their quarterback the whole time. different when you go to a guy who has never played other than one, one series of mop-up duty in the National Football League. And I would love to get down and bet this 49er team now that they're, what did you say, plus, plus 1,300? Plus 12, yeah. 12 to 1 odds? Yeah. Could, because to me... This team didn't miss a beat yesterday, going from Jimmy Garoppolo, captain checkdown, to a younger, very similar version of a guy who checked it down time and time again. What did they have? Six yards per attempt yesterday from Brock Purdy, or five oh, and a half yards per attempt? I'd have to go a little Not deeper in very, that. I could do the math uh, quickly, but it wasn't... I got the average per uh, per completion. Right. Yeah, 5.7 for Brock Purdy. It was 14 for Jimmy. But that, you know, Jimmy, right, right. Oh, yards per attempt? Yeah, Jimmy was 14 yesterday, 5.7 for Brock Purdy yesterday. But Jimmy only threw the ball four times. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so listen, I I, I raise my hand on that one knowing that I may get get called out in the end. If the 49ers end up looking the same over the next five weeks with Brock Purdy, well, (laughs) then, then Jimmy wasn't much of a thing, was he? Right. I I think that Brock Purdy has the ability to look very much the same. If you think about losing Trent Williams and you put a different left tackle in there, it's going to be harder for that left tackle to, quote, look the same. If you lose Debo or McCaffrey or George Kittle, it's hard for their replacement to, quote, look the same. Same thing with Nick Bosa, Mr. Saccharuni, Fred Warner, and many other players on the field. I think Brock Purdy has the ability to come in and, quote, Look the same as Jimmy Garoppolo did. Do you have the ability to talk to BPA? I would love to. <laughs> All right, BPA, you're uh, you're up. Love what you, are, babe. What are you doing, BPA? Uh, just listen. You know, Dibs. There are you know, there's there's two different kinds of strikeouts, right? There is get up to the plate, you foul a few off, but you take you know t- take strike three, and then there's just just air, right? <laughs> <laughs> no contact is made. You continue to whiff flailessly. Um, flailessly? And, you know, is that a word? It is. This is a referendum, Dibs. This is a referendum. <laughs> so Brock Purdy gets him to the NFC title game. You were right, Dibs. Yeah. Okay, because I think, let's say, hey, that's where the Niners are trending. And if they don't, I was right, right? And, you know, and saying, obviously, I value Jimmy a lot more than you do. Yeah. Um, and so I think that's let's that's that's what this is all about right now, right? Brock Purdy has to get them to the NFC title game 
for Gibbs to have been right about his analysis of the 49ers quarterback yeah. situation. And one last thing, guys, I apologize. Can I just throw one more thing in? You don't have to apologize, Brian. We're friends. The, the offense Baker Mayfield ran in Cleveland was extraordinarily similar to the 49er offense in that system. Right. That's so. If you remember that that offensive that coach in Cleveland was the coordinator in Minnesota with Kirk Cousins. Right. A lot of similarities. So there's a lot of. And two years ago, Baker Mayfield threw 26 touchdowns and eight interceptions, and over 4,000 yards. So like, I mean, on some level, if you don't, if you have a chance to get him, he was released today. Obviously, it's it's the biggest wow. no brainer ever. Dibs, I'm right. As you know, BPA, Brian, let's put lunch on it in a long-awaited, much-anticipated meeting. Me and you, lunch on the line. If the Niners don't make it to the conference championship game, I will buy you lunch at any of your Palo Alto haunts. And if they do make it that far, (laughs) me and you, sports page, baby, right off of 101 in Palo Alto, the the long-anticipated meeting of me and you. I'm done. Let's do it. Yeah. You're right, Brian. You're right, Brian. You are. Yeah, because we got to move on to some others. But yeah, uh, yeah. just rack that guy for yep, me. Yep. You guys are. You guys are in. You're dialed up. I dig it. I now, almost don't want to meet him because I mean, there's <laughs> been so much bit. anticipation, <laughs> and this is weird because I met Jonathan from San Francisco, yeah. and meeting him was so much greater than I possibly could have ever imagined. He's just a small, fit male character. It's awesome to put faces. He was incredible. Right, with, with the voices. I, yes. BPA in person can't possibly match <laughs> what he's become huh? for me in my career. He'd be an unbelievable disappointment of a person. He, wow. The, the, like the buildup is too much. No, it's it's way too, too much. much. Do you know how hard that is? That'd be like, it'd be like LeBron stinking when he got to the NBA. It's like, wait a minute. Like the, There's so much anticipation. That's really hard to meet. LeBron did it, but, you know, he's like the greatest of all time. Or right in that conversation. So that's going to be a tough one. Now, I'll give him this. Not about the, your Purdy Jimmy thing. <laughs> what he just said about Baker in Cleveland and the offense, we did make this point. It did come up when we were talking preseason about Cleveland being a destination for Jimmy. Remember, it was like, oh, well, wait, they've only got three weeks till week one. And so many insiders were like, understand that Jimmy going from the 49ers to Cleveland, pretty similar offense. We think he could pick it up quickly. So that is a point in Baker's favor. Here's the two other sides, though. I still say... three-sided argument. Well, keep... <laughs> it, the second side has two pieces to it. One of them we've already said. two-piece. Keep the, the... Right? Is it like KFC two-piece or... We more of a three piece guy. It's yeah, it's more like when you when you go to hit somebody and you hit him with the two piece. That's Draymond tried punch. to get Jordan Poole with the two piece. He did. He got him with the one piece and the second piece he was unable to complete. So as soon as I get to the four piece, I'm good. Thank you. I don't have a four piece. I got a two piece <laughs> and, and and the the one piece is no knuckleheads. But here's the other piece. The 49ers, even if they want him, they probably can't have him. Right. Understand the 49ers are 25th in the waiver priority. The idea of Baker Mayfield getting through, now not 24 other teams because the Panthers are one of them, but 23 teams as we approach the playoffs need to say no to Baker Mayfield on the cheap, on the scrap heap. Number one overall pick four and a half years ago. So that seems unlikely, don't you think? Very unlikely. Someone's probably going to grab that guy. And I wonder who it would be. And if we think about teams that need a quarterback and teams that don't want to go with what they have at quarterback, and because ultimately if you're going to bring in 
Baker Mayfield, you're if you really want him, you're probably not a team that is poised to make a playoff run unless you have an injury at quarterback, right? Yeah, I wonder. Like, I'm just kind of looking at the standings right now to think about who would want to do this. Because, again, is it yeah, is it a playoff run thing? Is it a longer play? Do you want to take a look at the guy? Now, all of these teams who have huge quarterback question marks, would you want to take a look at someone on the cheap? I don't know. Does Houston want him? I mean, Houston's sitting here just, like, spinning. Like, we had no idea. I figure Houston's going to come after Jimmy hard in the offseason is what I thought. With Nick Casario running the show there. Houston's probably thinking about drafting a quarterback. Probably, but even still. Because they're going to be taking number one overall, right? wouldn't? But wouldn't you want Jimmy then as a placeholder? I mean, Jimmy's price just went down because of what happened yesterday, I would imagine, on on the open market. So I I don't know. Would New Orleans want to take a look? At, at, How about at New Baker England? Mayfield? I mean, New England is a situation where, Yeesh. I mean... Uh, I don't know about that. I but, don't either, but, but I'm thinking about you. teams that are still... Like, New England's 6-6. Six and six. They're still very much alive in the AFC race. They need to make some moves, though, immediately. Cleveland with Deshaun Watson's probably a no. No, well, Cleveland's not having Baker Mayfield come back. One more time, Mark. <laughs> let's bring him back. What about Seattle? What about the Seattle Seahawks? As a uh, fallback plan? Yeah, back or who knows? Maybe going forward, Gino's a free agent at the end of the year. That's true. I don't know what they're going to want to do going forward. You know what I mean? The Washington Commanders are a team that will have an earlier priority. Do the, the, the Jets, who are, are are stringing this together with three quarterbacks, yet are seven and five and in the race? Do they want to bring another piece in, in into the fold? Uh, I, I have no idea. Do the Colts want to figure something? No clue. No clue. But it seems unlikely that he's going to get to the 49ers because if he gets to the 49ers, he's going to get all the way through because who's behind the 49ers? It's the likes of the, you know, it's the Chiefs, it's the Bills, it's the Eagles, it's the Cowboys, the it's Vikings, the Vikings. Yeah. It's these teams that are totally solidified at that position. How about the Rams as a uh, as a possibility, well, right? Because Matthew Stafford out for the year. Not just out for the year. I, like, Doc Chow keeps bringing up that this whole, like, people are going, oh, well, it's two concussions. There's something related to spinal. I have heard him now multiple times spinal. say that this is career threat. Spinal. For Matthew Stafford. So when when Mike Silver comes on our show and says, you don't understand the depths of how done the Rams are. Right. Coach is going to leave. Aaron Donald may not play more than another year or so. Cooper Cup is out for the year. No idea what the hell's going on for the future of Matt Stafford. And it wasn't looking great even when he was healthy. Right. Like, that's a whole rebuild. Do they want Baker in the mix? They don't have any other any other candidates to take over for Matt Stafford. And they don't have, have any no draft clue. picks. Yeah. So it's not like they can tank for a pick. So that actually... As we pick through the Maker Bayfield or the Baker Mayfield, depends on how you want to pronounce it, sweepstakes, I'm going to go ahead and say the Rams is the team. Maybe. Because why not? I mean, if you're the Rams, you've got nothing to lose. And really, you have nothing to gain by losing. So you might as well bring a guy in and get Odell Beckham Jr. too while you're at it. Yeah, he's meeting with the Cowboys today, by the way. Uh, eight, eight, nine, Hopefully five, he's not s- flying there. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully he's on Greyhound or yeah, something. Private chat. 888-957-9570. Keep it coming. Your expectations for this year have now adjusted in what way and in or out on the idea you put in a claim on Baker. Uh, we can get to all of that as we continue. Austin in the Bay Area is next up here on Willard and Dibs. Hey, Austin, what are you doing? Hey, no, much, no, much. Just finished eating. Hey, hey, this is what I got for you guys, man. Hey, I like to win. I like to win. I like 
Purdy a little bit. He reminds me of uh, Jimmy G, a more athletic Jimmy G. Um, I like Josh. Uh, I like the Josh Josh and dude. People bring him in too, back up uh, Birdie. But uh, one one thing I want to say, our offensive line is horrible at pass blocking. It's the reason why Debo was in an all, uh, in a, a, a all-star uh, last year. It's because we can run block. He catches the ball out of the backfield. He can catch it on the screen plays. Those are like one plays, and there you go. Now we got Brock Purdy. We're going to see what we can do with this. Our, I'm taking a shot at our offensive line. They need to. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We need to protect our quarterback. Well, the, uh. this is interesting, Austin, because, again, short and small sample size. Thanks, Austin. It's a good call. And I think there's some fair points and questions, as there has been all year, with regard to uh, the, the performance of the offensive line outside of Trent Williams, although Banks... You know, man, he has had a quiet year, which is a wonderful thing for an offensive lineman, for example. But I also know this. When a third-string quarterback comes in, and you could see it, the Dolphins got insanely aggressive with the way they were chasing the pocket. The whole game plan became, go freak that dude out. (laughs) And we're going to trust that he's not going to throw it over the top. Is that official defensive scheme? Absolutely. I read Mike McDaniel's lips. (laughs) There was that one time he told Tua, I bleeped up. I thought that was really cool. And then there was the other time where he's like, go freak the quarterback out. And guess what? Didn't do it. No. You got to him a couple times, but... The Dolphins employed a strategy of we are just going to send the entire sink at this kid because why not? And quite frankly, it didn't work. Now, he didn't beat him over the top. He had the chance that one time with Tyler Croft. He didn't do it. Yeah. But he didn't freak out. No. He didn't freak. So that's not all on the offensive line because they were sending everybody. They were. They sent the house, the kitchen sink, the whole deal. And Mark, on the other side, I've got a Josh Johnson stat that even the Johnson's parents don't know about. <laughs> that's coming up on Ace Cats. Very good. I just unearthed it. And you're not going to believe. I mean, you're not going to believe it, folks. Stay tuned. I can't wait to hear it. Well, that's what's up next on the game is brought to you by. <laughs> you're welcome. By Fremont Bank. Full service banking, no compromise, is also sponsored by Pfizer. More of your calls coming up. 888-957-9570. And do not forget Adam Snyder, former 49er, yet also former Brock Purdy coach, is joining us in 30 minutes on Willard and Dibs on 95.7 The Game. Threw a little shade at me.
go. Tonga by Law. Hit as he throws. Ball is out. Ball is live. And it is a touchdown for Dre Greenlaw. Now, back to Willard and Dibbs on 95.7 The Game. Dre Greenlaw might be one of the most underrated players in the entire damn NFL. Um, this defense. My gosh. This defense. You did the darn thing. And uh, the Niners win 33-17. Don't forget it's a victory Monday, even though it all changes yet again for like the fourth time this year. It all changes. It's pretty the rest of the way. Uh, you should head over to 957thegameshop.com, by the way. 957thegameshop.com. How long until we've got our... Uh, you so purdy, or <laughs> that's pretty good, or pretty good win, or how 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 many days till we've got those up on the side? Probably pretty soon, I would imagine. Okay, good. I think that uh, the art department was probably working on some things yesterday, and you know we get that stuff up there and turned around pretty quick, and you can get all your favorite slogans and your show gear at nine five seven the game shop. Dot com. Add a babe. That's an uptake for a What Are You Doing t-shirt. Yep. Or there's good Warriors gear on there. We are uh, one more win away from uh, not donuts, but no nuts. Uh, because uh, I'm not buying you anything as long as the Warriors win tonight. There's that little turnkey yeah. snap three-game win streak that uh, that we all knew was coming. And I'm not sure if I should apologize to Andrew Wiggins or tell him you're mm. welcome. Mm. Because I either disparaged him or motivated sensation. him. It's a motivation <laughs> sensation. Mark, I'll take the buck because, yeah. uh, you know, I brought back the K-Wig after a quiet Wiggins night. And, oh, my God, Andrew Wiggins. I found that to be offensive, and apparently so did he. And well, you're uh, welcome then, Wiggins. Yeah, he turned, he turned it on. That was the Friday night game, right, where he absolutely went off? Or was it the Saturday, it was the Saturday night, night game? Saturday night game, it was? I think. A little shady. Yeah. Yeah, much like uh, Nick Bosa was motivated by Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Don't Anyways, talk that ass, Kyle. I thought them. it was the Saturday game yeah. where he... Went uh, meteoric with the. I thought it was the Bulls game, but you might be right. Let's see. He scored. Uh, yeah, you're right. He only scored 12 against the Bulls. It was the next night, Saturday yeah. night, against the uh, the Rockets. Those are always weird, like the the Friday Saturday games when we come in on a Monday and we're coming off of a of a Niners victory where yeah. the majority of our focus is on that, but. Quietly, the Warriors are stacking dubs, yeah. as you said they would. You guaranteed it, Mark. By the way, was it donuts from you? I think donuts from you if they do win Absolutely. tonight. Yeah. Are they coming tomorrow or are they waiting for Friday? Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. We'll take a look. We'll see how it goes. And just want to we'll, plan my diet around what's going on. It okay? could be tomorrow because uh, we do have a post-show meeting, you and I. So I probably won't be on the ferry tomorrow, which means if I drive, I'll drive over and get the donuts from uh, Quality Donuts in Oakland. Please send me a text. Uh, I would like to know what I need to do for breakfast uh, prior to the show. And also what you need to do in parking, in the parking uh, ramifications there. Yes, yes, those are ramifications. Sensations. Before we get back into hardcore Niners content, my Josh Johnson stat. Yeah, please. And I mean, there's so much Josh Johnson trivia. I gave you the one during the break. You gave me a trick question is what you gave me. And uh, I'll throw it out to the listeners. What's the one division with Josh Johnson has never been affiliated? Okay, so, and and I answered that. I ran through them in my head and I go, it's either the AFC South or the AFC East. And you told me... He's been affiliated with all of them. Okay, Mark. yeah. That, <laughs> Either regular the team CFL or is the answer squad. to the question. Uh, My follow-up question yes. is, which number is greater? Josh Johnson's touchdown passes in the National. 
football league okay. or teams with which he's been affiliated. Ooh. And this is regular ooh, roster ooh, ooh, ooh. and or practice squad. I'm going to go touchdowns. I'm Kyle, go do you want to offer a guess here? On I'm going to say teams. There's no chance he has. I think he's played for 14 teams. No chance he's thrown 15 touchdowns. He's played for 13 teams. And he's thrown 13 touchdowns. Oh, it's a trick question again. Yes, yes. Neither one of them. Yes, ladies no, and gentlemen. Because he had a look with the Bucks, right? Like, they were yeah. into him. They were into him. How many games has he started? He started nine games. Is that it? Four with Tampa in his rookie year. Damn. And then um, he, t- he started five total with Tampa. And then he started three with Washington. And uh, he started one with, Buff- uh, with Baltimore See, like, last like, year. Like people are going to dismiss him. Um, because that, but nine starts yet. How many years is this career spanned? And thirteen different teams yeah. have said, "Yeah, like we want him in the room." How many years has it been? Drafted in two thousand and eight. Jeez, I was a senior in high school. I'm thirty two. It's fourteen years later, and he's still getting gigs. So great. So you can say, "Oh gosh, Josh Johnson," but the league hasn't kicked him out yet. No. In 14 years. How many different wow. teams has he played for professionally in the state of California? Oh, man. The state of California. So he's definitely been, uh, you know, a 49er. Yeah, that's one. Um, professional shoot. teams in the state. Wait, you're saying professional, professional teams. teams yeah. in the I'm, state. Of California. I'm going to say four because there's some junk that I'm not even aware of. Like, what? What? what's the answer? I believe it's five. He was a Niner. Sacramento Mountain Lion. He was an Oakland Raider. Sacramento Mountain Lion. He was a San Diego Fleet. All right. And he was a Los Angeles Wildcat. Uh, I don't even know what the hell that is. What Stop. The correct Stop answer is five. at me. That's my Steiny Roar. That was a four for your Steiny Roar. Thank you. Very good. A four for your Roar? Yeah. What are Thank those? You. A Los Angeles Wildcat? Is that is that the Arena League? Uh, XFL. Oh, he has been this in the XFL. It's the XFL. Good gracious. He led what? the league in passer rating in the XFL. What a career. Unbelievable I would career. love to see a documentary on this guy. He's going to buy a new house every three months. He's got a storage unit just for uniforms. Dude, seriously. <laughs> seriously. Like, we think of the 13 NFL teams. How many uh, How many not NFL teams? Don't, don't do it. No game show music, but seriously. What is it? Like, uh, 82. I guess 82. The correct answer is three. Okay. Three. Jeez. Uh, three total leagues. Three non-NFL teams. And shout out Oakland, California. Oakland Tech. Um, he was a bulldog. Yes, he was. Yeah, All right. Big time. Make sure you're with us in 20 minutes. Adam Snyder, former 49er offensive lineman, Whoa. is going to have some very interesting things to say, I do believe, about the 49er quarterback situation. Not only because of his experience as a former player and an offensive lineman, but his career has taken him into coaching and some other things since retiring from the 49ers. And once upon a time, about, what, maybe six years ago or so, He was the offensive line coach at Perry High School in Arizona. And the quarterback of that team was Brock Purdy. So he is up close and personal with Brock, and he is a huge fan, and and we want to know why. So, Adam, 
thinks that some good things are about to happen for the 49ers. We'll talk to him about it. Be with us in 20 minutes. Back to the phones. Kareem in the Bay Area. Next up on Willard and Dibs. Hi, Kareem. What are you doing? Oh, man. I'm just listening to you guys right now driving. That much. Uh, I, I had a little bit to add about the quarterback situation myself. Um, as a as a Niner fan, I'm, I've been I've been a little back and forth on Jimmy G more more back than forth. And I, I, I'm just saying I, I I've been saying this whole time. Jimmy G is just a guy who got the keys to a Ferrari and, and just was asked not to scratch the paint and. and and he's, he's, he hasn't scratched the tank. He's been doing the speed limit. But, I mean, it, 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 it's good to see that Brock Purdy was able to come in and lead the Niners to a victory over a, a, a pretty good team, a, 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 one of the better teams in the NFL this season. And I feel like it just proves my point that Jimmy is, is a game manager. And he, he's not – I don't think no one thinks he's a superstar or anything like that. But – He's just, a, he's just a, a pretty serviceable quarterback. So, Kareem, Kareem, can I tell you why it didn't prove your point? Let me let me tell you why it didn't prove your point. You know where we are with Brock Purdy? We're in the same spot we were with Nick Mullins when he beat the Raiders. Okay? You can't do this off of three quarters. I won't allow it. I will not allow it. We don't know yet what Brock Purdy is going to do. What we do know is what a line of second and third stringers have done before with the 49ers when Jimmy's not in. And guess what? It's not what Jimmy does. It's been proven over and over and over and over again. So you're right that Jimmy's not a star. But the idea that he got the keys to the Ferrari and just didn't scratch it, and that's what everybody who gets the keys can do, has been disproven so many times. Not different teams, though. So please don't allow yesterday's game to do this to Jimmy again while he's getting ready for surgery, for crying out loud. Let's have a little more respect for this guy rejuvenating this season, which got off to such a wonky start. Yeah. If Brock Purdy becomes a thing, awesome. If he ends up in the NFC title game, you're getting lunch? <laughs> like, I get it. I get it. And maybe he is something that we don't expect. But we've watched this story many times before, and I've watched people try to turn it into, see, Jimmy actually stinks. It's been disproven. And 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 Brock Purdy getting thrown in against a somewhat poor Miami Dolphins defense who didn't prepare for him it is not going to be the same as him beating the Bucks or Commanders defense or Seattle on a Thursday night. If he does all of that, we can revisit this conversation for sure. And this is a different situation than the teams that Mullins and Beathard inherited when Garoppolo was hurt. The also team is good point. much better. So, and Brock Purdy while he doesn't have the same level of experience those guys had, those guys didn't have much experience either. So Brock Purdy's in a spot with this team where expectations are higher than they were when Jimmy Garoppolo got hurt in, what, 2019 when he tore his ACL and he was done for the year and you had so much season in front of you. This team is better. And now Brock Purdy's got five weeks to navigate this team. As you mentioned, you go three and two. If you go two and three, over the final five, you're still going to be a playoff team if you're the 49ers. You're sitting at eight and four. You go two and three. You're ten and seven. You may not win the division, although I still like your chances to win the division. Yeah. Let's say you just beat Seattle and Arizona, and you lose to Washington, Tampa, 
and the Raiders. Then you've probably got it. You probably you win probably the probably got it. Ten yes. seven. Seattle would almost need to run the table in exactly, their other games. Because you would win the tiebreaker over Seattle. So the bar for Brock Purdy is not set that high. You only have to win two games. If you win two games, they have to be the right two games. Certainly the Seattle game is the most important game remaining on the schedule. I would say Washington's the second most important, followed by Tampa, then Arizona, then the Raider game in terms of the most important games remaining. Well, and Seattle's defense, like I think with this, there's also PTSD when we look at Seattle on a Thursday night. The Raiders went in there last week to that building and busted 40 points. This is not LOB. Okay. <laughs> nice. This is this, this is not that. This is a, so it's L O W. Legion of whom? <laughs> right. Right. I just I don't know what Brock's going to do. We don't know who he is yet. So all road games in theory are going to be hard uh, for a kid who's who's a rookie and 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 hasn't gotten even a lot of reps in practice. But Seattle is not this terrifying defense. Not at all. They're they're not even good. So I you know I do I think Brock can go three and two. I do. I do. I think you can go three and two. I still expect the 49ers to win the NFC West. Uh, they're they're, they're going to be the odds-on favorite to do it. They're going to be they're going to be favored in the majority of these games going forward. And I wonder about that Seattle game whether or not they'll be favored. We know they're going to be favored against Tampa Bay. They're favored by they three are. going into this one. The Bucks coming in off a short week, and they're going to have to travel to do it. And you know the 49ers. They mostly emerged from yesterday healthy, other than the big injury to Jimmy Garoppolo. It's a matchup game. Bucks offense versus a 49er defense. It's like I got a hard time believing the Bucks are going to win that no matter who the hell's quarterback in 49ers. Like I do, Tom Brady, who offers no mobility and timing passes that are kept in front of you, right? Like he's not going to go over your head. He's right. going to dink, to dink, to dink. 49er defense just doesn't. They don't they don't bite to that. Like he's actually just from a matchup standpoint exactly who this defense should feast on, especially with an offensive line yeah. that is beat up and Nick Bosa who is like Captain Sacaroni right now, three sacks and a forced fumble. All we need is for Kyle Shanahan to talk smack again to Nick Bosa. And, you know, you heard that story where Shanahan apparently went to the defense and said, hey, I thought you guys got outplayed by New Orleans. And Nick Bosa didn't take too kindly to right. that. Yeah, he used motivation. <laughs> you don't often hear Nick Bosa use such strong language, but... You look at Nick Bosa in this defense against Tampa in this upcoming game, and it feels like a game where the defense should feast. Uh, let's go live to Kyle Madsen, who's dressed as Santa Claus today without a beard. Hi, Kyle. I do have a beard, thank you. Uh, it's yeah, very it's light. Not a Santa beard, though. No, you're right. Yeah, That's okay. fine. Anyway. Do you know when the last time, speaking of Tampa Bay's offense, the last time they scored more than 22 points was? Uh, yes, I have, a, well, I have a guess. I have a guess. I'm going to say it was in their loss to the Kansas City Chiefs, 41 to 31. Yes, that was week four. Week four. Wow. They have. They they stink. They stink, and you're going to see it tonight. Well, their watch, offense stinks. Watch what and their defense is fine. It's not great. Um, the Saints' defense is is better, I think, than the Bucks' defense. Uh, the Saints give them all kinds of trouble. What's the over under in tonight's game? Does anybody have that in front of them? Let me look it up I'll real pull it quick. Up. I bet you it's yeah. a 41 would be my prediction. 41? Let's see. What do we got? It's based on, uh, you know, a couple oh, of yeah. good Saints, defenses. Saints, uh, bang on the number. Oh, yeah. it is. Wow. 41. That good was job. just a guess. Yeah. Just a, an absolute guess. Yeah. 
Yeah, bet the under. And it's 37 and a half, by the way, going into next week. Tampa in the 49ers. Is it really? 37 and a hook. Holy smokes. The expectation is Niners 20, Buccaneers 17, which... It if, might, that may be. Oh, that I would be. bet the under hard early would and you really? often. Absolutely. Hmm. You've got Brock Purdy and a conservative offense. By the way, the Niners held the ball yesterday for 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. 40 minutes of ball control. I expect Kyle Shanahan to try to follow that same blueprint. Tampa's not going to score more than 17 against the Niners. This one feels like a 17 17-11 is going to be my early prediction on that one. I don't think the Saints or the Bucks are going to score more than 15. Exactly. So bang the under, my yeah, friends. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The only um, thing that scares me about an underplay is this Niner defense now yeah, they is keep, bloodthirsty they, in terms of scoring. Keep, score, yeah. keep pick six in and fumble rumble, people. Uh, Steven Hillsborough with Willard and Dibbs. Hey, Steve, what are you doing? Uh, I'm supercharging over here. Not a bad girl. <laughs> <laughs> You brought the point already. I was going to say, you know, this reminds me, Brock pretty reminds me of when Mullins came in and everybody thought, who's this guy? And, you know, Bex Barr called in and said, watch out for this guy. And then, and then it kind of, you know, went from there. But uh, it, it reminds me a lot of that. I think it's, it's everybody's got to just sit back and say, Let, let's just see what happens in the next couple of weeks. And, and go from there. Steve, nobody likes that take except for it's a it's it's a it's a real one. Like nobody wants to hear this from people because it sounds like you don't have an opinion. See what happens is like one of the worst things you can say in sports media or even at a bar or at a party. Well, We'll see what happens. It's kind of that's what you say when oh, you want to gotta let it play. Yeah, out. you want to leave to go to the restroom. It's like I'd like to go get a bite to eat now. Oh, what do you think? Well, we'll see what happens. But it's have a take, don't suck. But it's factually the only thing we can say right now. Well, I mean, it's don't tell yes. me Brock's going to win the Super Bowl, and don't tell me I get what you're saying and I agree with you. All we have right now is what Nick Mullins did against the Raiders, but you cannot definitively say this is going to end up like Mullins. The same way we can't definitively say it's going to end up like Nick Foles or Tom Brady. Right, but what are I we got- doing in this business if we can't wildly predict and get into hyperbole and conjecture? You, you could say whatever you want, but my point is this. When we get to, they can still win the Super Bowl. No, they can't. I'm going to do December. Let's do December. Yeah, of course, but in the meantime, so here's my take. until we get to Sunday, but here's, you got to have one of the two opinions. No, here's my take. He can beat the Bucs, and he's going to still win the division. That's my take. I don't know what he's going to look like against Jalen Hurst. We don't have enough data yet. We don't even know if he's going to make it to Sunday to here, take on Tampa Bay. Here's what I, here's he what might we, slip and fall on the slick pavement in Santa Clara and be out. Here's what we know. We know that Brock came to play. He doesn't get scared when the red light comes on. I had a a TV exec tell me that one time about radio people. He goes, you guys, you're the ones who know how to make stuff up as you go along. Oh, yeah. You're the ones who don't need a script. He goes, I don't care about putting a radio, a quote-unquote radio person on TV. The only thing, I got one question. Do their eyes bug out when the red light comes on? Right. When you're looking at a camera, do you look like, oh, crap. I'm looking. I'm in a camera, and you freak out. But I don't worry about what you guys have to say because you people do this. This is what you yeah. do. There's no script. I thought that was my big edge on Wheel of Fortune because yeah. I got up there and our episode was about to start, and right. I looked to my left, 
in Tenzie, the great Washington, D.C. Uh, civil rights advocate, she had that look. She was glazed over. Oh, boy. She was not ready for the moment. <laughs> and I looked to my right. And the uh, the husky lawyer from Oklahoma City who ended up winning forty eight thousand in the trip to St. Kitts. Damn, wasn't nervous, and I wasn't nervous at all. I'm running you're material. Dan Dibley, dude, yeah. Cat yeah. And Dana, and I, dude, I was on fire. <laughs> I was having so much fun, and then that damn wheel got me. Oh, that wheel. Three bankrupts. But to your point. You know, like sometimes you've been on TV with people. It's like, yeah. dude, are you are yeah. you gonna be okay? Are you all right? Are you gonna pull through? Yeah, do I it's need to poke right. you? Like, you kick you in the shin? <laughs> are you here? So, and Brock Purdy didn't have that. None of it. Yeah, and so that's a huge answer because every sport, every locker room, dugout, clubhouse, whatever you want to call things, they all know the same thing, which is, what happens when the lights come on? We've watched this with 4A players in baseball or training camp darlings in the NFL. Holy smokes, they look great in practice. How many times have you thought you nailed your friends in a fantasy draft because in round nine, you got the guy that Peter King went and saw in Kalamazoo and told you, holy hell, where do you see this guy on a field? Then the red light came on. You're like, oh my God, he can't play. Why do you think drafting in the NFL is so hard? Oh my God, he looks great. Look, he could do this, get an arm, get the legs, beep, boop, boop. Holy crap, red light came on, he stinks. Right. So, and you never know until you see it. That's a big answer that Brock Purdy gave everybody yesterday. But let me but just ask you one first, question. That's only the first let, step just, on the ladder. And let me just ask you one question, and God, I hope you answer it, Mark. If not, my whole week could be ruined. Uh-oh. Can the 49ers still win the Super Bowl? <laughs> That's all I want to know. Forget about, oh, I'm taking it one stab at a time. I'm worried about December and this and that. Yes or no, Mark? Can they win the damn Super Bowl? What's up next on oh the game is brought God. to you by Fremont Bank. Full service banking, no compromises. Back. It is also sponsored by Bed Bath. And Burak. And Burak. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Never interrupt the read, Dibs. Hey. They pay good money for this. I was about, <laughs> to, I was about to give you a good Darth Vader Beyond. Thank you. And and, and you, you bookmarked me. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Three, two, and one. Uh, bed, bath, and beyond. Thank you. <laughs> Adam Snyder, he knows Brock Purdy better than you do. Ow. And <laughs> he will answer the question if the 49ers are still going to win the Super Bowl. Next on 95.7 The Game. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 